I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian, and this evening I'm joined by Mr. David Coates. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hello again, Ian. I'm very well, thank you. Yes, yeah. I can yeah. see you virtually rather than in person. I know. It's quite a difference. It is a difference, isn't it? It's nice, yeah. to, nice to grab a cheeseburger with you yesterday. Oh, absolutely. And what a <laughs> cheeseburger it was as well. Boreham Wood. Yeah, you had to wait for it. Um, it was, yeah, on a scale of seven, somewhere in the three uh vicinity <laughs> i would say so probably better than something you get a huge park oh i shouldn't say that should i but uh, it's been been a long time since i've tested a uh, huge park cheeseburger but yeah yeah i can't remember the last time i have um well boreham wood was an interesting place wasn't it yeah a tidy little setup yeah I, I thought it was i thought it was all right uh you know for what it was you could see that there was a lot of arsenal money in there i think the pitch was very good as our boreham wood supporter told us the other night it would be um but yeah it was a yeah a bit of a a, a strange place with their 800 and whatever it was supporters of well 600 something supporters and a couple of hundred of us wasn't there I yeah think. so it was um I, know, I said to you yesterday, it felt like a real, it hit home how far we'd fallen going to a ground like that, that has like nine rows of seats in the yeah. seating yeah. areas. It yeah. just wasn't, yeah, very small. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to, to, to Boreham Wood, they've obviously done very well to get to where they are as well. Yeah, so there's punching, probably, a, yeah, they definitely are. Yeah. And like I say, I think, uh, well, 
the guy was saying, wasn't he, that that um, Mendy Mendy, the left back that they had, was their 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 most their record signing for twenty grand. So they're obviously, you know, they they're, they're getting players from somewhere and uh, and doing something um, doing something with them. So yeah, it's probably we've met in the middle somewhere, haven't we? But that's uh, Michael McKindo money, that isn't it? Twenty grand, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael McKindo was quite some time ago. We paid twenty grand for him, though, wasn't it? So. Yeah, still daylight robbery, I think. But yeah. 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 What did you think of the game? I know I was stood right next to you and <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I mean, uh, we'll yeah, well, well, I'm sure we'll get into it now, but it was I didn't think well, even when we went ahead, I don't I don't think either side particularly looked like they were all over the other side. There wasn't uh, when when we went ahead you didn't think oh yeah that's completely. But then equally you didn't think oh no we didn't deserve that. The first half I thought we were a bit uh, uh iffy but then they didn't look a great deal special either I didn't think. Um obviously Grant Smith um punched I, I, did you notice that that got given as a Staunton own goal? What? I can't, I mean, even after seeing it live, it looked like it was Worthington, I think. Or, it was or Barnett. Or Barnett, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that it came off of. I mean, uh, so so it was one of one of the two of them, but none of them looked like Josh Staunton, do they? But uh, <laughs> everywhere I looked, in the non-league paper, on the BBC, it all said Staunton owned goals. So it must have been, somebody somewhere must have mistaken Jordan Barnett with Josh Staunton, which is a difficult yeah. thing to do, I would think. But um but yeah, so and I thought that was a bit of a shame for Grant Smith because I thought other than that, he didn't do a lot wrong. He made a couple of decent saves. He, you know, he came this is quite ironic that every other cross he came for, um, and to catch it, and that one he punched it against his own player's head and then yeah, rebounded back. And I think Worthington was on the line, wasn't he? Trying to yeah. keep it out, but didn't didn't quite make it. So yeah, and then I mean the thing that changed it for me, I thought, was well, I don't know. The use of getting sent off, uh, we'll probably come on to it in a minute, was was just a bit of a blow after going, um, having them equalised. But then in the second half, and I don't know whether it was because we were down to 10 men, but I thought we were really good in the, in the second half. I thought we were a lot, well, I thought we were a lot better than we were in the first half. Um, we, we, we were looking to, to go forward when we could. Obviously, we had 10 men, so there was going to be a, little bit of backs to the wall stuff so yeah it seemed that um uh when yeah what the, the, you, you've got the impression uh, uh, went away thinking oh if we'd have still had 11 men in that second half we could have got something out of it that was that was what i thought went away went away thinking what, yeah, what about i think that? i think at half time feared the worst we sort of thought <laughs> how are we going to get through this and obviously ben's not here tonight to uh bring the optimism but it was actually a good well, second singing, half. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually a good a good second half performance we 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 really well, we battered them really yeah. they scored that goal and then it was you know pretty much one way traffic with us going at them but let's talk about the let's talk about our goal our first goal which was uh 
Yeah. Uh, a keeper probably should have done better than that one. Yeah. Well, that keeper, obviously, both keepers, I thought, played really well. I know we, we, we spoke about it on Saturday, didn't we? But their keeper obviously pulled off some great saves in the second half and uh, yeah. did a little bit of uh, banter, didn't he, with the uh, Way fans? So, yeah, good, good. He seemed a, a, a good enough guy. And I know, obviously, Andy, the Bournemouth fan we had on the week, said he was a very good goalkeeper. I think he, he showed that. Um, but, yeah, he'd have been disappointed with that when it seemed to just go under him, didn't it? Yeah, I think Gorman hit it pretty well and it oh, went yeah. under the wall and yeah just sort of snuck through really and it, it the first half it wouldn't not a lot really happened <laughs> like it sounds no. weird i mean it was one all and there was a red card yeah but in terms of like there wasn't a lot of chances there wasn't a lot of quality really it was a bit of a ropey game but let's let's talk about the red card because that was or the two yellows within five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I, I wasn't till I looked this morning how close they were together. That yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I slept on it. I thought he was a moron when I was driving home on Saturday. I still think he's a moron, and um, and the fact that he's apologised for it just means he's an apologetic moron. Oh, I'm sorry, I I uh, I cannot forgive that. If he was a you know an 18 year old kid who was playing his you know. 10th game or something like that I could forgive him but he's not he's been around for ages he's you know, nearly 30 years old it's just ridiculous and, and I know he said you know my enthusiasm got the better of me but there was nothing about nothing enthusiastic about that first booking I mean we'll see it when obviously the when the when the highlights come out on the on the YouTube I'm sure but it seemed from where we were stood at the other end of the pitch that someone was the ball was running out of play and he basically shoved someone into the advertising boards, which is just yeah beyond ridiculous. Yeah, that's worse than shouting at a referee or throwing the ball away or something like that. That's just just bloody stupid at, at that point in the game as well. And he could have like he could have really injured yeah the other player as well. And it's like that that type of thing that you know it's just is it was moronic. Yeah. And then to go and do something so stupid five minutes later. Right in front of the home dugout as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like anyone was gonna he was gonna get away with the referee was right there and he just like, yeah, doesn't he he's not even looking at the ball, is he? He just goes straight into the play. It's just yeah. He just ran um, at him, didn't he? Yeah. Just ran, just ran for him and like, it was almost like a rugby tackle, like cross body type yeah. flew into him. Yeah. Yeah. Very silly. And I think Despite all of our efforts in the second half, it was, you know, we we gave we gave a really good go of it in the second half, and I thought Knowles was good, um, Quigley, sort of on his own up front trying yeah. to make things happen. But I thought it was, you know, losing Yusuf yeah. was. It sort of shows how little depth we've got, yeah, and the attacking end of the pitch because we brought Sonny on, but I don't remember him having much of. Much of many touches, really. He didn't seem to get on the ball at all. No. Um, and I mean, it's, a, it's probably ironic because the thing, uh, I can't remember whether we said it on Tuesday or Thursday or Friday or whenever it was, um, <laughs> but whenever it was. Uh, it, it, but we wanted Yusuf to be there, to be more of a physical presence and thought that Bourne would, were going to be a bit more physical and therefore Sonny would probably get, you know, nudged out of it. But not that physical, Addy. That wasn't as physical. Yeah, we didn't mean that, that that physical. <laughs> they all listen. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except for yeah. Darren. Yeah, we, we made a couple of changes with Staunton moving 
at the back. There was a bit of trepidation about Josh Staunton yeah. playing at the back from some supporters in that he maybe wasn't as sparkling last year there, but I think overall the team wasn't particularly good when he was playing at centre-back last year, so there's probably something around that, but I thought he he did well. I didn't feel like we messed Wilkinson no. with him in there, and I think Worthington and Worthington and Gorman did okay as a duo, but they're not they're not the most forward thinking of players, are they? I think again it's something I'm probably gonna go on about every time after we lose is that lack of centre midfielder that wants to go forward and I think those two are quite similar in that they want to go sideways a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, all back. Yeah. All back. <laughs> yeah. All back and then give it to the full back to lump forward. And I suppose that's what we what, what we were told from the off, wasn't it? It's going to be more of a controlled, yeah, structured, uh, which, to be fair, is exactly what it is. But, um, yeah, like you say, in the second half, I thought Wakefield did well as well when he got the ball. Knowles, like you say, Knowles got uh, a 9 out of 10 in the non-league paper. I mean, without... You know, going into whether they should be marking people out of ten or not, but um, but yeah, Noel's got <laughs> Noel's got a nine, as did the um Ashmore in the the um, Bournemouth keeper, who was star man. They gave it four stars out of five as well. So yeah, it was, it was I, I think there. I think Ben Ben was Ben was writing <laughs> on it. I think yeah, that's why he's not here tonight. So nine out of ten for Noel's. I know without yeah. scoring a goal or yeah. setting anything up. Yeah, yeah, he. He did all right, didn't he? But yeah, like you say, in the second half. I wonder who wrote that. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll be able to tell us later. Who, I'll, uh, who wrote I'll it. it but, yeah. But it's just, yeah, that surprises me because, you know, I think you've got to at least set up a goal to. Yeah, to get to, to yeah. get that. Yeah, nine out of and, ten. You know, yeah, there there were some quite high scores as well for our, um, our players from Only Paper. I felt that, you know, no, that first one where he cuts back and their two players go sliding in. I felt yep. he should have done more with that. Yeah. So thought... here we go. It's it's by Brett Lewis, who I can only assume is a Bournemouth um, reporter. So you got Smith 7, Moss 7, Staunton 7, Hunt 7, Barnett 6, Robinson 7 when he came on, uh, Worthington 7, Low Everton 7 when he came on <laughs> for the last 12 minutes, Gorman 8, Wakefield 8, Knowles nine, use of five, quickly eight. What would you have given them? Uh, well, we got a score out of seven, haven't we? Yeah, so, um, yeah. I'd have given, I'd have given Smith a decent mark. I'd have given him a a, a four probably. Four. Yeah, yeah. A, ben, um, a Ben six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the rest of them, they were probably in the three. You know. Well, apart from Yusuf, I'd say you, you probably say you might give, um, like I say, might give Knowles a four and um, and maybe Quigley, Quigley a four as well. Yeah, Quigley, like you say, showed showed a lot more. He had that chance right at the very end, didn't he? Um, where he could have, uh, where the keeper saved it when he stabbed where he's heading. Yeah, the save from yeah. save from Gorman, and then Quigley's following into the six yard box, and yeah. I think we yeah. all thought that was it, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. thought that was the equaliser. It was a hell of a save. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great game, the goalkeeper, and uh, yeah, a real. Yeah, he was. He seemed like a decent. Man. He had a long chat with 
<laughs> yeah, with a couple of supporters, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Despite yeah. a couple of them saying something about his hairstyle, I think. But um, and his weight. And his weight, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh, say Andy, the Bournemouth fan, told us he'd lost three stone in the summer. So there's obviously right. a lot less of him than there was. But um, but yeah, he certainly well, he didn't get down as quickly in the for the goal, did he? As he obviously would have wanted to. But um, but yeah, yeah, he he had a he had a good day to put it mildly. Yeah, and we didn't have the best of days, really. Um, we signed a player before the game. <laughs> yes, we did, yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Rose. Mitchell um, Rose. Look him up on, I've got him here on York, South Yorkshire Police website. That's where <laughs> I found out about him, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a tricky yeah. one, that, isn't it? And how? Yeah. how, what was your immediate reaction? Obviously, Ben's not here to tell us what, he felt yeah, about it, but he wasn't happy. Yeah, that yeah. We well, signed a player with a very, a very yeah. recent criminal conviction. Yeah. So uh, for the for anybody who doesn't know, who might have uh, been asleep for the last couple of days, yeah, we have signed. Uh, yeah, Mitchell Rose, twenty-seven years old, who on the 29th of June this year was sentenced at Sheffield Crown Court. Um, was handed a nine-month suspended sentence and community service after pleading guilty to assault. Uh, and this assault took place in May of this year, um, where two people, a 26-year-old woman and a 26-year-old man, had reportedly been assaulted, um, had been assaulted. This is what it says on the um, police website. And the woman required medical treatment for a fractured cheekbone. So, yeah, obviously, you know, it's 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 not an accident it's not uh you know even looking at um you know what is what is written here you read the uh uh quote from the investigating officer here uh and there's talks about it's you know deplorable actions he inflicted a sustained assault on his victims causing them to suffer injuries which required hospital treatment so uh, i think we've probably got to separate him as a footballer and him as a person i i assume and we don't know him as a person above and beyond you know the kind of thing that you can read on southyorks.police.uk um and you know he but he is obviously someone who's done something that is deplorable as the police have called it and i think the thing for me and i didn't realize this until i actually got home and read up about it that he still you know this happened in uh in may he was uh he was convicted pleaded guilty um in june so on the 29th of june it's now the 26th of september he's given a nine-month suspended sentence admittedly it was suspended sentence so he's still you know going through the legal process yeah within that um so it does feel very much like choose to um for, for doing it if maybe we were a year later and he'd done uh you know his, his, his had his suspended sentence i assume 180 hours have obviously elapsed in the last three months so he may well have done his community service and all of that there is a time and a place i think where you have to say you know somebody is a reform character and uh you know we at least had the opportunity to have reformed their their, their character but it just feels very soon for us to be bringing this this person in and, and and that is me talking about him based upon that understanding of 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 what he is as a person now 
I guess if we're being even-handed about it, we can say he's obviously someone that Darren Sahl knows. If you listen to the interview that he did with um, with the the club uh, bef- that, that, that went up on their YouTube channel, he talks about how the manager had been speaking to him for a number of months um, and had been helping him through these personal problems. So he's obviously someone that the, the, the manager knows. And the manager obviously thinks that he knows enough about him to think that this... I, I mean, I wouldn't say... I, I, you know, I wouldn't say that the manager thinks this doesn't matter. I'm sure he thinks it matters, but he's obviously weighing up what he thinks of him, what he knows of him as a person, what he knows of him as a footballer and this situation and thinks that it's the right thing to do to bring him in. Personally, I think we all said, didn't we, that none of us felt comfortable about it. And I've changed my opinion and having read what, you know, the, the situation of what, of what happened... I'm even more entrenched in my opinion of being uncomfortable than than I was when first heard about it. Yeah, and a nice sort of thing. It doesn't it doesn't sit right that we're a club that's going down this route with me. I don't, you know, I don't. I just don't. It doesn't feel right. We're not that type. I know no club really is that type of club per se, but. You know, it doesn't feel like that's the type of player we'd have gone for in years gone by that have, especially like you said, with a, something so recent yeah, happened as well. Um, and I think, you know, you're right. We, we can give people the benefit of the doubt after a bit of time and after they've served, you know, whatever sentence it is, but, you know, to, to fracture a woman's cheekbone. Uh, that probably takes some force yeah to be able to do yeah. that and he's you know he's pleaded guilty to it as well so yeah it just doesn't sit right especially with you know the her game two campaign that the club yeah. has signed so, up yeah. to and all this you know all, yeah it is it is concerning i think from a recruitment standpoint as well it's bit eye-opening as to what we're having to what our budget's allowing us to recruit player-wise you know we're having to we're literally having to scrape the barrel Um, and again this goes down to him as a player and him as a as a person uh i i I think him as a player when you look at what he's actually achieved as a as a player i know he's been you know around a few places um and we couldn't really we only saw how you know six minutes or whatever it was he, he came on if none of this had happened I'd probably be thinking, oh, that's a decent player, you know. Uh, but yeah. you know, would this player have been available if that hadn't happened? I wouldn't yeah. have thought so. Um, so he would have been a, a good player. So I wouldn't necessarily say we're scraping the barrel because, as a player, he, he, he you know, he's, he, he has obviously got his, his attributes. But yeah, you got to balance the two things and decide whether it's the, you know, it's the, it's the right thing to do. Um, and obviously, somebody's done that and decided that it is the right thing to do. Um, yeah, I just like us to be careful lauding the character mm, of mm, an individual. Yeah, who's done this in very recent history. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it, I don't know. It doesn't sit. It doesn't sit right. No. Um, and I, but I, I don't know how he can. While he's at the, we don't know how long he signed for the club. No. On undisclosed terms, but 
it feels like a difficult one to overcome. Yeah. But how do you, how, you know, and I feel, I sort of feel sorry for him in a way that how can he overcome it, you know? Yeah. Other than it's just time, isn't it? Yeah. T- time that's and not thing, repeating yeah, That's the only thing like he could that. do is serve his sentence to, you know, nine months um, from the you know, 29th of June and then come out and say, Okay, I did wrong. I've served my, t- uh, you know, I've I've done my sentence. I've done my community service. And like I say, he probably has done his community service. He says here as well, he had a rehabilitation order um, as part of his probation and all of that. So, uh, you know, he may well come out of this as a as a reformed character. And every- I do I do feel that everyone deserves a deserves a second chance. But this just, yeah. It feels it feels too soon to even be, you know, about uh, thinking about that kind of thing. And like you say, when you're talking about the character of a person as well, having done that so recently, yeah, it's just not not comfortable, is it? But um, no, yeah. no. Um, who knows? He may not be here this time next week, depending on what how the reaction goes. You know, yeah. I, I think it's it's. I have a feeling he will be. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling he will be, largely because he's obviously the manager's signing, and if the manager wants to keep, uh, I think the manager will want to keep him. Um, and I think um, yeah, that it will be looked upon that we can't lose the bodies. I think. I think that's <laughs> how it will be looked at. Yeah, um, I mean, he's been sort of compared to having an influence like Luke Wilkinson, or like in the absence of Wilkinson, his influence is going to be important but yeah. I don't know I don't know how he's not really sure how it's gonna fit. No. Um no. Um but I, I mean I can't say I've seen some people saying um you know oh are you gonna are you gonna boo him then when he when he's on the pitch and uh, uh are you gonna you know jeer him and all of that. I don't think anybody will do that. I don't think anybody's I I, I personally um you know when he when he came on y- yesterday didn't clap, didn't boo, didn't do, just didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I do. If he played the entire game, if he, you know, if game over, I just wouldn't do anything. I mean, if he scored a goal, you'd probably celebrate the goal because it's a goal for your team. You wouldn't celebrate it because it's, you know, him, him who's played, um, you know, him who has scored it. But yeah. uh, it's, like I said, doesn't, doesn't sit right with me. You and I think we can speak for Ben and say, yeah, he definitely didn't speak, sit right with him. Maybe because he was uh, the one that was reading up on what uh, had actually happened whilst you and I were sat in Weatherspoons in Borehamwood, <laughs> getting, uh, yeah, various different bizarre drinks being ordered to one of our uh, table mates. <laughs> it's amazing what the yeah. Weatherspoons app can do if you tell people where you sat. It was, yeah. It was an all right spoons, that one. It was, yeah. A little yeah, bit yeah. cosy. Yeah, I had uh, I had my usual pint of fizzy shit, so he'll be <laughs> he'll be pleased to hear that. But he he'll be more disappointed that we were in Bournemouth at all. I think, uh, yeah. given his uh, review of the place. But... Yeah, and I'm not sure I would go back there very soon. <laughs> to Boreham Wood as a player, yeah. No. As a player, definitely not as a player. No. no. <laughs> Last watch. time I went was uh, 1996 when yeah. we played there in, and I was 16 years old. We played there in the in the ISIS League, um, and it, it it definitely wasn't that smart then. It was uh, it was a bit um, a bit more uh, 
run run down. We had to uh, run the gauntlet of some Chelsea fans, as I recall. Um, <laughs> there were some Chelsea fans chucking stones and all sorts of things. So uh, yeah, on a mid on a midweek, we played a goalkeeper in goal. Chris Seymour, his name was for the entire game, like from the first minute to the last minute. Play no, sorry, goalkeeper. What am I talking about? Midfield player. I was so going to say. Well, player. I would hope played it would a be a goalkeeper in goal. goal. That <laughs> be a, yeah, played a midfield player in goal for the entire ninety minutes and won three 0 Wow. Jerry Gill scored twice, if I remember rightly. Maybe we should try that. Yeah, yeah. Stick, <laughs> stick Staunton in there, or uh, yeah. Yeah, not sure about Worthy. Worthy might be a bit small to go in goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, it was you know, it was fairly good in terms of there was a car park right behind it, but <laughs> you could get out quite quickly. Yeah, the atmosphere that was there was not. Uh, no. There was not much to it at all. Even when they scored, it didn't feel like there was. No. No. A big reaction. Um, no. Yeah. I thought the couple odd. of hundred that travelled did all right, made uh, made made themselves heard. So yeah. there was, a, I saw a couple of references to a a raucous away crowd. I wouldn't necessarily say it was raucous, <laughs> but uh, it certainly made itself made itself heard. Well, someone chased after the linesman, didn't they? At one point, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was quite. It was quite a turn of pace he put on there, didn't he? Yeah, that's a danger of being having the uh, stand down the side open to the away fans. Being able to go down there. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Need to have a couple of stewards on board there, I think. But yeah, so we haven't got a game now. No, I know. What are we going to do? Our next game is, I think it's Maidenhead, isn't it? Maidenhead a week on Tuesday. Yeah, so a week tomorrow if you're listening to this. Yeah. So we've got unless there's some sort of COVID cancellation. Um, we are fixtureless this weekend, so I mean that gives a bit of time to perhaps recover some of the yep. players and work on a few things. I think we were a bit confused by Morgan Williams' absence yesterday, so maybe we'll yeah. find out what the situation is with him because having played ninety minutes in the Somerset yeah, Cup Somerset on, on Wednesday, I think we sort of expected him to come in, but maybe he's picked up something from yeah. that game. Well, I say the manager said on Thursday before the game that um, that was the first 90 minutes he played in five months. So maybe yeah. that was too much for him. But he didn't mention anything about an injury before then. But no. um, yeah, the fact that he wasn't in the squad at all was a strange one. So. Well, he doesn't do interviews before the match, does he, anymore? These days. The manager, no. No, so no. we don't. We used to get that sort of information just before kickoff. Yeah. Um, back Has in he ever day. done them? No. No. Gonna say I don't really. I, there was one random game, wasn't there, where I'm sure he did it. Like, was yeah. it the Altrinham game at the end of last season? I'm not sure. I think he might have done one this season, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. As a as a rule, he doesn't want to do interviews before games. So. Funny that. Um, should we do some questions? Do you think? Is there anything yeah. else about yesterday we should be no. talking about? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get, get don't get me onto Adi Yusuf again. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. There might be a question. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's quite there's there's a few questions here. Have you got them there? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Go on then. Which one are we going for? I will go from. Is it the most recent one? Glove actually. Love actually. Do YTFC have a discipline problem? Rock bottom of the fair play table for the last two seasons and 
already towards the bottom. Do no discipline problem. Yeah, we talked Based about this. Based on that record, I would say we probably do, don't we? Yeah. Well, We've talked yeah. about this last season. Yeah. And how we do like... We like a certain amount of bite in our players. Yeah. Um, but it comes... Reaches a point where it's detrimental to the results. Yeah. We saw that last year. And, I mean, we've seen it in two games this year. Yeah. Where we've lost having a player sent off. I mean... Our yellow cards don't seem to be as... 14 in six games. Yeah, so. they don't seem to be as frequent as they were last year. No. I remember going through games and there was, you know, three or four in one match, whereas Yusuf was the only player who got booked. Was he? Yes, yeah. no, no other players got booked. Right. Um, but yeah. it's, like we've said before, it's these petty, yeah. kicking the ball away, having a yeah. go at the ref. Both of those, exactly. Both of those yellow cards were exactly the kind of stupid yellow cards that we shouldn't um, we shouldn't be picking up. Um, was it? You know, you couldn't have illustrated it more perfectly if you tried. Yeah. Um, and I've said it, I said it last season that if a player gets booked for you know going in and maybe mistiming a tackle. Um, I would, and I completely agree with what that. Well, Darren Salva asked about this last year, didn't he? And he said, um, you know, the team that got knocked went out of the football league, went down with a whimper, and uh, you know they didn't put a tackle in. And then he's right; those those players went down without a fight. Um, and there's, <laughs> if there's one thing that we can't uh, accuse Darren Salva's team of, he's not, you know, putting in the uh, putting in the, the you know going in where it hurts. Uh, we, they're, they're definitely going to do that. So I think, uh, yeah, uh, Tom Knowles, I think, said the Tuesday before that, you know, he had an edge to his game because I think he was asked in the uh, before the game at Bournemouth, he was asked about his yellow car count and saying he was a bit upset whenever he saw his pay slip and it had the fines and things on it. But, um, yeah, you want an edge and you want players to be able to go in and do that. But it's all the stupid back chat and... I think Grant Smith's been booked twice for wasting time, um, which is the kind of thing that's just, yeah, uh, for me, not acceptable. That's that's the discipline. And I think the manager would say that as well. He'd be quite happy for someone to go in for a bone-crunching tackle and get um, and get booked, I'm sure. Uh, well, not happy necessarily, but he could live with it. But, yeah, I think he said before that we shouldn't be getting picked, you know, bookings for discipline no dissent and whatever else yeah i mean he also said that hartlepool yeah up and they had loads of yellow cards but they were ninth in the fair play table yeah and sutton united who won the league had one yellow card all season one but- yellow card uh, one red card, sorry. 59. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, one sorry. yellow card. <laughs> they had one... Yeah, Gary Lineker, yeah. They had one red card all season. Right. And who was top? Who do you think was top of the fair play table last season? Something, surely, if they only get one yellow card. Dover. Oh, right, because they barely played, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sutton <laughs> were second. Right, so, okay. So, I think, you know, this whole thing about... Yeah. Being able to go up, you need to have that yeah is <laughs> not yeah totally so, truthful <laughs> no so do we have a discipline problem i'd say yes we do um but i don't think it's a problem caused by you know 
being in your face and I, I don't think that's a problem I think our discipline problem is well what's out of use of two bookings from Saturday that was our discipline problem not yeah. you know not just him he's obviously you know uh, only been with us uh, for, for a few weeks but that kind of thing has been happening far too often over the past well, two, or, two or three seasons yeah yeah um, Dom O'Brien uh, do we think the club are silly enough to still be paying Albie Skendy's wage? Even though he's under contract, his no-show must mean we can't be paying him anything. So, I guess we don't know. I would assume he's not being paid. Um, I, I would assume if I didn't turn up for work that I wouldn't be paid as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I don't think that's a thing. Um, I mean, you may be listening to this after we've posted our interview with Albie. So if you've not um, been on the website yet, go to the website and you'll be able to see an interview with Albie Skendy where we've um, had a chat with him about the situation and where he is. Yeah. We'll and leave it at that. <laughs> a few weeks ago, he was in a car park in Los Angeles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Confirm he's in Los Angeles, but exactly where, who knows? Um, Dan Johnson's asked us a couple of questions, which we've gone. I met Dan through. Johnson very briefly on oh, my way you? out. Uh, yeah, I walked past him on the terrace and uh, said hello to him. So hey. yeah, nice to see you, Dan. He was off to catch a train down to Weymouth. Poor bugger. But uh, oh, but I actually great. managed to get back to Preston in Lancashire before he got back to Weymouth. So wow. and he was early. His train was early as well. So did you beat Mike cleverly as well? <laughs> no, no, no. He beat me quite. He paid seventy pound for an Uber, didn't he? Is that what he was? Yeah, I think it got. I think he got it down to thirty quid, but twenty quid by the time by the end of it. But yeah, he was only going like you know twenty mile up the road or something, wasn't he, to Stevenage? But. Yeah, so so Dan's asked us about Morgan Williams, which we've sort of we've done that one. We don't has know where he is. Has his leg grown again? He's asked as well, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it. Well, if it has, he might have less of a problem because apparently he had one longer than the other. <laughs> Unless it's the long leg that has grown. Yeah, <laughs> even longer. <laughs> yeah. Not going that, yeah. Um, and how do you think the signing of Mitch Rose will affect the opinion of the fan base? We've sort of talked about that. I always believe people can change, however, it may be too soon in this case. I think we've answered that, Dan. If not, then you can ask us again another time. But We could probably, in fact, wait until Ben's back and then ask him and yeah. he can give you his opinion. He can answer it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Clevo, where was Morgan Williams yesterday? Pass. Pass. Not, I'm guessing he was there. I would assume he was there. There seemed to be quite a lot of people on the on the bench, didn't there? But yeah, um, it was odd seeing us have more staff on the bench than players. Yeah, we've always been a club that's had no staff on the bench. Yeah. we seem to have loads this time. Yeah, there was there was quite a number of them there, wasn't there? So we could just yeah. do with the players, though, couldn't we? Really, we could do with the players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few more of them. Oh, there's another one from Dan. Where do we see Mitch Rose playing? Cover for centre back or midfield? Well, he came on in midfield. Yeah. I feel like the partnership's going to be Staunton and Hunt for a little bit at the back. And then maybe Rose is going to come in and partner with Gorman. I think it was Worthington's 100th ish appearance for yep. Yeovil yesterday. Uh, but. 
it's a hard one with Matt Worthington because I feel like for playing a hundred games for Yeovil, we should know what he's about, but I don't feel that we do. No. I'm no, not no, sure. I'm not sure what type of centre midfielder he is. Um, is he too close to what Dale Gorman is? Set Dale Gorman's got set pieces. It's hard. I think you know this this year's big for Matty Worthington, and I think he needs to sort of prove that he's either that midfielder who's going to break lines and you know get in the box, which is what he did in Darren Sahl's first season a few times towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, we need to see more. I think we need to see a lot more from him. And it, yeah. you know, his season didn't start great with a no. a red card, so he's got a lot no. of work to do. To and I think that was the thing, wasn't it? He put, he put, he was obviously started that game, and so he had an opportunity to put himself in that. Uh, and as a result, you know, as a result, the midfield kind of picks itself now, doesn't? Well, you know, does it pick itself? I don't know, but it. Um, I think it does. Yeah, the midfield think... picks itself if you've got the defense. <laughs> yeah, if... that picks itself <laughs> as well. So, um, yeah. So, but you definitely you, you would if if you had the choice, you play Staunton, Gorman, uh, yeah. Wakefield, and Knowles, wouldn't you? Um, I think you would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that we do know is, well, we think we know is that Lewis Simper will be back. Yeah, that's what the manager said, didn't he? he? Said he will be back for, well, he said he hoped Monday, which yeah. when you're listening to this, probably, um, or. He said, but then he said, certainly by Thursday. So assuming we're not playing till Tuesday, uh, the following Tuesday, although we do have a friendly game, apparently, with an unnamed football league club lined up for next week, or this week, as you're listening to it. Um, So we presume that if he's around, he'll play in that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was Alex James, wasn't it? I couldn't remember his name, the um, uh, Cambridge reporter who asked asked the question about him. But he said, um, yeah, he was really hoping for, you know, for good things from Lewis Simper this season. So, yeah, he could be a bit of breath of fresh air. He could be an attacking midfield player, the kind of player that you've been crying out for. Yeah, Um, he could be a good... He did play in that position behind Ruben Reid at Taunton. Right. And, you know, that was early in pre-season and we didn't seem to have much of an identity at that point. Not that we quite do at the moment either. Uh, but he, he was, I guess he was our first choice for that position before we signed Sonny. Um, so, you know, I think hopefully we can see something from him. Tom Knowles likes him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, obviously, probably the one person who knows him more as a player than anybody. Having you know, they played together at um, uh, at uh, Cambridge, and uh, Darren Sarl also described him as. Uh, so, uh, what did he said? He said, "If you if you, your daughter came home with Lewis Simper, you'd sleep easy at night." So he's obviously, <laughs> you know, <laughs> judging like that. So I don't know. Maybe there's a. Uh, Maybe, maybe uh, I assume Darren Salas and daughters. That might be a podcast title, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to ask about our new signing on that. In that respect. No. Um, no yeah. yeah not, uh, there's no more questions on something Twitter, we haven't spoken about. But we do have Facebook, don't we? That, I always forget. There was a Facebook. Facebook question, and do you know what the Facebook question was? Probably one we've already answered. Uh, no, we haven't answered it yet, although oh, okay. we have answered it in previous uh, previous weeks, was, is there any up-to-date information on the takeover? 
no. <laughs> no. Well, I, 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 all, all we know is uh, last Thursday, Adrian from uh, Three Valleys Radio asked the manager about it, and the manager said he didn't know anything, and he wasn't on social media. And why would it be on social media? And then, then he went off on one of our social media. And then he told me he accidentally listened to our podcast. And he was never going to listen to it again. So <laughs> that's, that's all we've got on the takeover, I'm afraid. But the one thing I'll say about the takeover, and I've said this to several people privately, is uh, every time someone says it's going to happen, it never happens. So I'm waiting for the moment, the week when nobody says it's going to happen. That is when it will happen. So... <laughs> Adrian ruined it for us this week because it could have happened if he hadn't have asked that question. So, <laughs> but yeah, yes, yeah, let's. Well, you know, silence is deafening, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, we didn't see the chairman at Borehamwood or not noticeably at Borehamwood. We were no. trying to peer over at the, the away uh, director's box was very bare, wasn't it? Very bare. I think there's maybe one person in it, but it didn't look like um didn't look like Scott Priestnell. Um or Glenn Collis. Or Glenn Collis, yeah. Unless they were sat somewhere else. Maybe yeah. they were, you know, wearing um maybe they were that guy who ran after the linesman, you know, with a mask <laughs> on or something. I don't know. But maybe. Yeah. And he'd have pulled pulled the mask off Scooby Doo style. I'd have got away with it if it wasn't for you. <laughs> that feels like a decent place to leave it um yeah it's weird about ben ben was so buzzing for this one wasn't he i know yeah he was he was he he was looking forward to it and uh now he's got got a long time to wait until we uh, play another game so yeah at least we know this podcast is going to be in order (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) We have to, we, Ben, I have to apologize on behalf of Ben and I for, uh, for, for, for that, because we recorded something not in the order that Ian told us we should record it. <laughs> and therefore it all, if you, if you were an early listener to last Friday's podcast, you'll have noticed that there was a very pregnant pause where a Bourne <laughs> Wood fan should have appeared. And then the Bourne <laughs> Wood fan randomly appears at the end of it. And you're like, oh, hang on a minute, where did he come from? So, um, yeah, so our apologies to you, Ian. I think it was a, <laughs> a group failing on behalf of uh, Ben and I there. No, it's fine. It didn't, you know. All you needed to do was say there's a pause in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't communicate that one probably as well as we could have done. So, but you know, we're we're not here to communicate. Oh yeah, that, that's what we are here to do, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a mad week last week. <laughs> Let's hope this week's less mad. Yeah. Although, by the sounds of things, it's going to be pretty busy. Right. With um just at home <laughs> nothing okay. else <laughs> nothing else I was, I, I was waiting i was going i was going in then folks i was gonna go in no, then no i got two two dinners two dinners out this week oh unprecedented yeah. there you go the social butterfly <laughs> of south somerset <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that'll be fun well i'll be enjoy I'll be your two dinners. yeah i will i will yeah. well should we do you want to preview what you're going to do on thursday yeah, well, I will, I will preview oh, it, Friday. and this is on the hope that it all, all, all works out. So, obviously, um, a lot of, oh, I'm sure everyone who's listening will remember uh, Martin Baker, Badger, the uh, legendary uh, supporter and the, um, I think, probably co-founder of Cider Space, but certainly the driving force of Cider Space for 
um, for a long time. He obviously sadly passed away uh, almost two years ago. So um, I think it was the 12th of October. Um, so this week we are going to be speaking with, hopefully if they all <laughs> log on all right, with uh, Tim Lancaster. He was on obviously with, with Ian and I talking about his uh, early memories of the club, who was a, a very good friend of Badges, knew him from uh, a very young age. And uh, hopefully with Hugh Gleave as well. Hugh is Hugh, as everyone will know him from uh, social media as well. He was obviously a, uh, a side of space uh, OG, a stalwart of, of all of that. And now keeps us on the straight and narrow with our um, away away travel guides, in particular the pub guides as well. So, yeah, we're going to be talking to them about Badger, we're going to be talking about outside of space and anything else they want to talk about, which with Hugh on board could well be anything. So. I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy Hugh being described as a side of space original gangster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is an original gangster, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a good one, a nice one for everyone to listen to. Yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully we can get all the the, the Zoom to work and all of that. And we've we can, promised we it now; on. they can't not exactly. they can't not do it now. Yeah, that's it. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. <laughs> Overpromise and underdeliver, just like right. a, a particular owner. Yeah. Um, that's why Darren Sal's not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Darren. We know you're listening. We love you. <laughs> well, cheers, mate. I won't see you tomorrow. No, which, you won't. You know, I could say that yesterday. No, exactly. Um, no. I'm sure I'll talk to you though. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> we will speak again. Yeah. And we will speak to everyone else on uh, on on Friday. Enjoy your week. Cheers. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.